The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Today on the Israel Report, we'll be looking at the following. Today is day 81 of Operation Sword of Iron. The question, what are the latest reports from the conflict with Hezbollah on the northern border? And another question, are the updates from the fighting in Gaza, what is happening? And lastly, what do we know about the drone that was intercepted near the Egyptian city of Dahab. We go now live to Anthony Reich. Anthony, thank you for joining us. So I'm Tovim Nicholas. Hi, nice to, to chat with you. Before we even start talking about um, all of those um, heavy subjects, um, it, I thought I would share with the listeners a, a slightly lighter um, subject, um, and that evo- revolves around um, the Druze restaurant that is in um, uh, the north of Israel in the Druze village of Julis. And um, in order to show solidarity with IDF soldiers who are fighting in the north against Hezbollah, this uh, Druze restaurant, which apparently was opened only a year ago, has actually decided to become kosher. And they've um, moved towards making their kitchen kosher, completely kosher. And not only have they done that in order to provide food to all of the IDF soldiers, even those who are concerned about keeping um, the rules of kashrut, but indeed they're actually giving free prepackaged meals to IDF soldiers and to evacuees um, who um, are involved in the war in the north. All of this in order to show solidarity. So I think that this is just another fantastic... Um, sign of solidarity between various groups in Israel um, and uh, I'd like to just mention um, uh, the name of the restaurant which is Nur in the village of uh, Julis and I hope that whoever might hear this will want to support that restaurant for the wonderful work that they're doing and the outreach that they've made to um, the idea of soldiers uh, fighting in the That's area. absolutely fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us Anthony. Um, and so now to the main topics of the day. Um, what we're finding, uh, Nick, is that um, the northern border really is heating up. There was a major event yesterday that took place in Syria when a senior Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander, Said Razi Mousavi, was killed apparently by IDF fire. There are uh, there are a number of reports about how exactly um, that targeted assassination took place. Musavi was someone who was very, very close to Suleiman, uh, Suleimani, who was the, um, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander killed by the Americans a few years ago. Um, there are a number of pictures that have been published showing the two of them together, so they clearly um, were very, very um, close in the work that they did. And um, Musavi was somebody who coordinated events between Iran and Syria, particularly moving um, arms and ammunition from Iran through Syria, through Beirut airport onward towards Lebanon and, of course, towards Hezbollah and also quite close to Hezbollah as a result of that. So his uh, death yesterday came as a little bit of a shock and solicited responses from quite some senior people within the Iranian regime who have warned Israel that Iran will respond at a time and a place that it chooses. And um, the Iranian foreign minister warned Tel Aviv um, that uh, the time is counting down. That was the term that he used. Um, and so this has clearly created quite a lot of pressure on the border. 
Um, what we've seen today in terms of activities on the northern border is that a, um, a, an anti-tank missile was actually fired towards a church, a Christian church actually, um, quite near to the northern border of Israel. A civilian was seriously wounded when that anti-tank missile hit the church, which was in the Christ, which is in the Christian village of Ikrit in the Western Galilee. And apparently, when IDF forces and first responders immediately descended upon the church in order to see what damage and injuries have been caused, there was another anti-tank missile that was fired immediately, which led to, we understand, quite an intense firefight in that area with IDF soldiers responding to the fire that came from the Lebanese side of the border. So that, I think, is considered to be a fairly significant escalation in events because this is clearly an attempt to fight towards a civilian location, civilian target, which is um, quite removed from the border, and um, as a result of which the IDF has had to respond quite severely. And I suspect that that's not the end of the story because I suspect that the IDF will also choose to take some more action, potentially sending out Air Force planes in order to intercept those who might have been responsible for firing those missiles um, against the, towards the church and, of course, ultimately towards um, IDF soldiers who came to respond. So um, that's just events that took place today. But slowly but surely over the last few days, we've certainly seen an escalation of events, an escalation of fire and of um, animosity between IDF soldiers um, on the Israeli side of the border and, of course, the Hamas um, operatives, terrorists who are operating from within Lebanon. Um, and it's difficult for me not to see a further escalation. I don't think that we've seen the end of the story yet. I still think that there's um, some water to flow under this bridge. The question is, how ready is Hezbollah to take on the IDF in a more substantial way? And I don't really know the answer to that. There have been a lot of mixed messages coming out from Hezbollah and from Iran, who, of course, are the uh, controllers um, of the proxy army that is Hezbollah. Um, there are many mixed messages, on the one hand, quite threatening, on the other hand, indicating that they might not well be uh, quite ready or willing to enter into such a direct uh, combat with um, the IDF on, the, on Israel's northern border. Time will tell, um, but as of now, there is certainly quite a noticeable escalation along the northern border with Israel. Right. And now, what are the updates from the fighting in Gaza? Well, the fighting in Gaza has effectively continued along the same path that we've seen up until now, more or less. And um, what we are seeing is, um, in the first instance, some areas of northern Gaza being, uh, being vacated to some degree by IDF soldiers to the extent that um, the IDF feel that they've completed the work um, and uh, managed to destroy the Hamas infrastructure in that area. They've sort of um, pulled back a little bit from some of those areas, allowed civilians to come back. And what people are doing is surveying and taking note of the damage, destruction that's been caused by um, the um, IDF activities in that area. And even more than that, um, trying to find uh, dead bodies that are still buried under the rubble of some of the, the buildings that have been damaged. So there's an attempt to try and um, just take uh, some sort of stock of the situation. But in the meantime, the IDF continues 
um, to operate against terrorists in Gaza, um, probably more in the area of Khan Yunus and more towards the southern part of the Gaza Strip. Right. There have been reports of so-called belts of fire, which have been directed towards uh, certain areas of the Gaza Strip in order to try to uh, get rid of Hamas terrorists who are still operating in that area, and of course to try and direct fire towards Hamas infrastructure, which is still being used to fire rockets into Israel. Even today, we've had a number of rocket sirens, more particularly in the Gaza envelope area. So Hamas still currently continues to have the ability to fire rockets towards Israel, much less and certainly not quite as far afield as was the case before. We did have a case, I think, yesterday of at least one siren in Ashkelon, but further than that, most of the rocket fire has been directed towards the Gaza envelope area. But IDF soldiers are still continuing to find massive amounts of arms and ammunition and uh, rocket firing infrastructure and terrorist hideaways. Uh, Many, many reports of arms and ammunition having been found in schools and in uh, children's uh, homes and in the most civilian of civilian areas still operating within various hospitals around the Gaza Strip. So still a lot of work to be done and a lot of activity um, to to be seen in the Gaza Strip. Some people are suggesting that this war could continue for another six or nine months, even longer perhaps. Um, it's not clear to me at least um, how that may happen, but it seems as if uh, the extent of the infrastructure and the ammunition in Gaza means that this is still going to go on uh, for at least some time. Right. What can you tell us about this drone that was intercepted near the Egyptian city of Dahab? So Dahab, of course, is along the Red Sea coast of the Sinai Peninsula. Um, and it's quite a popular city, especially around this time of the year where yes. we have the, the winter in the northern hemisphere because it's got some great um, weather even at this time during the winter. And so quite a lot of people coming from Europe to Dahab to enjoy the good weather and, of course, the snorkeling. And interestingly, a drone was downed near that r- resort city of Dahab um, earlier today. This is the second time that a drone has been down in that area. And what's quite fascinating, of course, is that um, in the first instance, this is a drone that has clearly been fired from the Houthis who are based in Yemen. It's not exactly sure, not clear exactly from where this drone was fired, but it could have come from Yemen. And they have quite sophisticated drones that can make their way all the way from Yemen towards the Israeli coast. Not all of them very successful because in this particular case, as we've seen, um, this one was down um, along the Sinai Peninsula. Um, It's not clear who actually downed the drone, um, whether it was Egyptian forces or potentially um, Jordanian forces. But what's interesting is that there have been quite a number of drones that have been directed towards Israel. And a number of different Arab countries have actually downed these drones over the past few weeks. And quite a few countries have been involved, including Jordan, um, including Egypt, including the United States, even including Saudi Arabia that have downed some of these drones that have been coming, been sent by the Houthis from Yemen um, uh, towards Israel. So it's it's been quite an interesting and unexpected coalition of forces that have come together in order to intercept the drones that have been um, sent from Yemen um, up the Red Sea and towards Israel. Um, Of course, Israel has its own capabilities to intercept these drones as they come nearer to Israeli territory. But so far... Quite interestingly and ironically, it's been met some of the Arab countries along the way that have been involved in doing the interceptions. Oh. Anthony, thank you so much for that. That was Anthony Reich with the Israel Report.